Hey guys, welcome to Live, Love, Discover with Dan and Sig. This is episode 16 of Live, Love, Discover, where we inspire you to live to the fullest, love unconditionally, and discover the best of your life. And today we are talking about something that is pretty exciting because I think it's something that everybody's dealing with uh, in one way or the other. And uh, the topic for today is emotions. Uh, we're actually using... Uh, the uh, author, her name is Susan David. She wrote a book called uh, The Emotional Agility. And so we heard a podcast where she was talking about this book. And we thought we'd bring the information to this podcast and share our thoughts on it. You ready? Yep. All right. So uh, she's, I'll start off with a quote she says. This is really good. Uh, it says, emotions are data. They are not directives. Emotions are data. They are not directives. So we're, we're going to start off with that and kind of um, understanding and breaking that down. Um, a good question. Uh, how can our emotions serve us to be more effective? I never, that's a question I never would have thought of. Yeah, I would have never thought about that. Like, so usually when we think of emotions, it's something we just react to without thinking about it. So we're, we're going to break that. Yeah. Uh, break that down. Uh, so thoughts and emotions govern how we love, uh, how we live and parent and how we lead at work or, or business. Uh, and when we're not aware of our emotions, we end up getting hooked and we're, we're led by them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely want to position ourselves in where we're, we're in control of our thoughts. Yeah, uh, definitely. And we're going to end this with a, with the good Bible verse that just, just hits home. Uh, so we were talking about emotions when we experience them um susan david says that there's a space between the moment we experience the emotions and the response time so in in that space between when we experience the emotion and respond to it that's where your power is that's where your growth and your freedom that's where you that's the space and that space is where you take control. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to learn what we do. What can we do uh, in that place? And th- this is real personal to me because um, in the last couple of years, I've been learning how to deal with my emotions. And it's not easy because the majority of my life, I've either ran away from them. <laughs> I've tried to ignore them. Um tuck them away not you know and it's it's the negative side of that is that you don't really experience um life in fullness that's sad (laughs) it is a little sad (laughs) i'm just kidding but i think the world everybody everybody deals with emotions differently and of course i think um definitely the way you're brought up can really affect the way you deal with emotions or not deal with emotions or uh, cater to your emotions or ignore your emotions. I definitely believe that. So I think um, it's it, obviously you and I are very different in that sense where I think for me, it's been more like I've been led by my emotions in the past. That was uh, something I dealt with was 
always being led by my emotions, you know? If I felt upset, I would run away. Like, I don't want to feel that. I'm going to run. You know, I always um, responded to the emotion emotions. I never let there be a space. I didn't even know there was such a thing as, right, like, a space. You know what that. I mean? So that was something hearing um, this podcast with this... Susan David. With Susan. Um, I was just thinking, like, wow, like... I mean, now that I... Now, in the last couple of years, yeah, obviously I realized... I don't have to, I don't have to um, cater to my emotions and go along with them, and I cannot let emotions control me. But I did not understand that there was an actual space in between, um, you know, the the moment where, like, we're stimulated by something that causes an emotion yeah. to the way we respond to it. Yeah. And so, something uh, she said was like, um, our in our power to choose come comes from comes our growth and freedom and so i thought about that i was like wow that's crazy like i never knew that that the way that we go ahead and experience growth from this and freedom from this is where we go ahead and embrace the fact that there is a power to choose that we don't have to fall captive to our emotions you know and there is that space where you make a choice yeah she said one thing she said is that when we experience negative emotions um, those are the emotions, uh, those emotions are actually signaling, uh, that something we value has been violated. Yeah. That was really good. When she said that, I was like, oh man, that is yeah. really good. Cause I, I just thought, oh, you know, that just means I need to work on my attitude or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like if you upset me, I'll be like, dang, I have no patience. Like God, give yeah. me more patience. Yeah. So if I, if I you make know? you upset, like what she, 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 she suggests we ask ourselves, what values behind this emotion have yeah. been violated? She actually says, acknowledge the emotion with compassion and curiosity. You have to label the emotion. So, for example, like if I'm upset at you, I have to label the emotion. Okay, I'm upset, obviously. I'm mad or whatever. I'm frustrated. Um, but then I have to, so not only do I have to acknowledge it and label it, but then I have to approach it with compassion and curiosity. So instead of, just being upset that I'm upset. It's like I go ahead and come with eyes of compassion. Like, wait, but what is the reason behind it? I come with curiosity, with questions. What made me feel upset? You know what I mean? What about what he did? Not just the fact that he did this or he did that. It's like it's more about what about that trig- like triggered me to get upset. And so yeah. you get down to the core. Well, um, maybe it wasn't so much the fact that he yelled. It was the fact that he said something that triggered my insecurity or triggered um my self-consciousness about something you know like this is an example yeah, sometimes you know? someone will say something that yeah. they didn't mean to offend you yeah and because personally to you oh. if you felt like it violated your your value yeah you, you'll get you'll be more sensitive to that that was something else that i was like whoa that's just so good she said uh, we start treating our thoughts and our emotions as facts and we leave no space between stimulus and response, which there should be a space because we talked about that already, how there should be a space. But what happens is when we're unhealthy and we, we're led by our emotions, what happens is we start treating our thoughts and our emotions as if they were to be facts, even though they're not. So like what you said right now makes a lot of sense because it's true. Like somebody could be saying something to us and they really didn't mean to hurt our feelings, but because we're treating our thoughts about what we about what they said. Like, yeah. we go, we'll go ahead and take it personal. We'll get offended. You know what yeah. I mean? We'll be hurt. You, and I can think and it of, shuts us down. Yeah, I can even think of many times where 
we're having a conversation and your mind's going somewhere else with it and you start to create a movie in your head. Oh yeah, I'm uh, good at that. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'd be like, yeah, but I thought you were saying this and this. You're like, no, I never said that. I'm like, oh, well, I just thought that's what you yeah. meant, you know? Because then I start treating my thoughts as it's facts. facts. Like yeah. if it would, like if it's actually what you try to say instead of asking you like, wait, did you, wait, are you trying to say this or whatever? You know, yeah. I just automatically act as if I have the right of passage of, just believing like or just accepting that that's what you said instead yeah. of asking the question yeah and then i run along with my emotions yeah. or something yeah yeah so um as human beings we we tend to either take uh, uh take actions towards our values mm-hmm. or we're, we will run away from anything that is violating those values so let's take one example uh here uh that probably many of you deal with i know I've, i deal with this as well uh procrastination so when yeah. we're talking about procrastination um, and we're dealing with that, what, what's happening is we're avoiding pain. So we are valuing safety and security mm-hmm. and we avoid pain by not doing what we are supposed to do. Yeah. But let's say if we look at it, if we switch it, like let's say we have a deadline mm-hmm. rather than like being aware, okay, I'm leaning towards a tendency of procrastinating. Mm-hmm. So if I ask myself, okay, if I get this done now, um, how will it make me feel? What values would I be encouraging it if I end up getting this now? Well, I can feel a sense of, of completeness. You know, I, yeah. I've completed the task. I feel good at, you know, um, that's done and over with, you know, I'm just building up the value towards it. Um, rather than focusing on the pain mm-hmm. of, of, you know, doing yeah. something that's past your comfort zone or just, yeah. just um, putting yourself in a position where it's it's going to frustrate you. Yeah, I you know, um, there was a couple of things she said um, where it made a lot of sense, kind of like what, what you're saying. It's like the whole procrastination, the procrastination thing. She was talking about how we have these goals that are, she called them have to goals. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so she said, when we have have to goals, we are coming out of a place of obligation and shame, you know? So because of that, uh, she was saying that have to goals don't tend to work. They only work for a little while. She was talking about how, like, when you want to work out, like, and it's funny because I caught myself, like, when she was yeah. talking about that, you and I both so, talked yeah, about, like, so, I'll be like, oh, I have to work out. Yeah. So you know, she, it's like, she talked about have to goals versus want to goals. Yeah. And there's a difference. So break Oh, down. yeah, for sure. And so she was saying you have to change the have to goal to I get to goal. So seeing it as a privilege or as opposed to, to or want to seeing it, but seeing it as a privilege and or or yeah. Or something that you're going to enjoy as opposed to feeling like you have to, you know, like, yeah, because I guess have to goals, obviously they have the benefits. But like when you think about have to, yeah, like she said, you know, it brings you, you're coming out of a place where you feel obligated to do something instead of something that you're going to enjoy, you know. Yeah, and um, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Like we're more likely to give something up that if we're yeah. coming from the place of, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to work out. Oh, I have to exercise. Yeah. She said the work. way you change it too was that you have to assess the emotions um, of when you make those goals. Um, so start asking questions like why and what is the value behind yeah. it? So what is the value behind you working out? Yeah. Why Why do you feel like um, you need to why, the, assess, assess the emotions? So if you don't feel like it and you're saying I have to, why don't you want to? And what is the value behind it? You know? Um, or. Yeah. So sw- switch it to I want to. So consciously, yeah. you know, OK, 
I have to. That's how you feel. Yeah. So now you know that I have to. You have, you don't bring any empowering uh, energy out of that. It's yeah. disempowering and it's yeah. not sustainable. Yeah. So so you recognize that. Then you choose to say, okay, I want to. Yeah. Tell yourself you want to and 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 think about why. So yeah. why? So if why knowing having a strong why you want to do it is more empowering, more sustainable, mm-hmm. and it's aligned with your beliefs and, and of who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, now you start thinking, okay, if I exercise, how will it make me feel? I want to feel better about myself. I want to feel healthier. So now you put yourself in a position where you're operating out of a strength because it's not something your brain is resisting so when you're saying i have to you're literally your brain resists mm-hmm. and me and you were actually talking yeah. about that i feel like sometimes when i set certain goals i even rebel against my well, own self that's funny that you were saying that because I, I was actually going to bring up that point was it was kind of funny to me um the guy that was interviewing her was saying like that like he was asking her so you're like you're saying basically we're rebelling against ourselves and she said yeah what's funny is we have in our nature in, in our nature in our nature this this thing like we 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 are rebellious you know at the core sometimes and so she was saying how our brains resist have to goals um our our brains tend to rebel when we set have to goals and so that's why she was saying how that that's why it's so important to switch that have to goal to a want to goal because if we set these have to goals like like we said not only are they not most likely they're not going to be sustainable. Um, we're going to fall out of them and we're going to end up rebelling. And so it's funny because she was talking about how like in our nature, we, we really like, like we don't like being told what to do. We don't like being, being controlled. So we even have that mentality even against our own self. Like we start, we start even rebelling against our own, our own self, yeah. what we know what is right for us. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, for sure. So it's definitely, it makes a big difference when you switch it from I have to to want to. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Why do I want to do this? So ask those right questions. Yeah. Um, so one way you can wake up every single day and position yourself to be empowered. Start each day with the question, who do I want to be today? Mm-hmm. What type of person do I want to be today? Yeah, and she actually talked about too, like when you're feeling the emotions, you're facing emotions, like let's say somebody upset you or whatever, choose who you want to be in that situation. Do you really want to be the, that person that walks out of a room because you dislike somebody? Choose to, like you have to have that space, like we talked about, there has to be that space between what you feel, which is the emotion, and how you're going to respond to that emotion. And you have to choose, you have to step back and choose, who do I want to be in this in this situation? Who do I want to model? You know what I mean? Like, um, and then also remember people are watching too. I feel like we always forget that people are, they have their eyes on us and like, are we testifying to being a good, like, you know what I mean? A good example for others when, when, when we're behaving a certain way or whatever. So I think it's always very important to remember that eyes are on us and we want to create an impact and, but we want to create a positive impact and not a negative one. And if we want to create a positive impact, we have to remember it is important how we carry ourselves. It is important how we respond to situations because people are watching us and we're yeah. example. We're an example for others, especially I think as believers, like we're supposed to be setting the bar high. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and it's kind of disappointing sometimes I think for people that are not in the Lord 
to see us as believers and be like, whoa, like I see no difference in them. If anything, yeah. I would have handled the situation different. Like that yeah. was very childish or that was very immature. You know what I mean? And I know I've fallen sh- like I've fallen short in that area. There's been times where like, you know, people probably wouldn't have expected me to be immature or handle a situation a certain way. And then I look back and I'm like, whoa, I could have handled that better. I definitely need to work on that, you know, and I realize I want I want to be a better example for others. And I realize like, Man, I probably made myself look bad, but then we have to have grace. And so I have, I'm like, Lord, have, if you have grace upon me, Father, I'm going to receive that grace, but not to take advantage of it, but to really make a change. And then the next time I'm in that kind of situation, I will think twice, you know, or I'm going to try at least, you know what I mean? As opposed to just overriding it and going along with my emotions. Yeah. I actually have talked to several people that um, used to go to church and stop going to church because of people who... Uh, behaved in a certain way that completely turned them off and and you'll find that that's the case like people don't really aren't necessarily turned off by god but by the people who represent them yeah and not to say that they should have their eyes so fixed on people either but we have to realize how much of an impact we make you know what i'm saying like we really do like i think people in general like we make an impact on each other that's what god has us all here for to help each other out you know what i mean to make each other better but especially those uh, of us that are following the Lord, you know what I mean, that are walking with the Lord, like we should really be that light in the darkness and the salt of the earth, as the word of God says, you know, and when we're not doing that or we're not um, demonstrating that, it's very hard for people to believe that there is a, such a thing as a real God that loves them and cares for them and and can change their life around when they're seeing us sometimes stuck and not being able to get out of our habits, our bad habits, you know? Yeah. So emotionally, what what was an area where you struggle with this, with with the whole emotion aspect of things? I think sometimes like when I get upset, (laughs) Mm -hmm. when I get upset, I think sometimes um, there's been times where when I'm really like, it takes a lot to really like piss me off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like, but when I'm really pissed off, it's really hard to control myself. That's one part where it's like, It takes a lot for me to get there. But when I do get there, I have a hard time like cooling myself and having that space where that I'm supposed to have between what I feel and how I respond. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where I've just reacted like without even thinking just like, ooh, like I feel like this. I'm going to react, you know, and and then it's bit me back behind and been like, dang, like, man, like that's not good. Yeah. I made I made a fool out of myself. I'm not being a good example. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel I feel not so good about myself. Like yeah. uh, as far as like how I carried myself and like I feel nasty inside and I feel dirty. I feel like man, I could have I could have done so much better. It's almost like it brings shame upon me. Yeah. And so I I don't want to fall into that. I I feel like I want to break that cycle because I feel like it's a really ugly cycle to be in, whether yeah. it's an anger or like yeah. a hurt. Like there's people that deal with hurt and it's like, they're constantly hurt, constantly hurt. And like, you know, and, and then it's, it triggers them to feel like, uh, unvaluable or, it, you know what I mean? Like, um, they feel like they have no value. They feel like nobody loves them. And that's not, for me, it's more like, <laughs> like I said, when I get upset, like, you know, yeah. even though it takes a lot, like, and I don't always get very angry, but like when I have gotten angry, there's been times where I'm just like, man, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah. I should not have done that. I should not have said that. I'm the type of person. And yes, <laughs> I am the type of person that like if I am really, really angry, 
I'll say one or two words, but they'll cut you deep. And and then I can't take them back. And I know that I've known that since I was a little girl that I have like I don't like when I'm really mad, I can say just a couple things, but I'll say things that I know will hurt you. Like I don't have to say a lot. And and it's it's been not a blessing, but I feel like a curse because yeah. I know where to hit hard. And like I'll say I'll say a couple things or do a couple things. I know it's going to hurt. And then it sucks because it's such a quick thing because it's just a couple words or one or two actions to get a person. It doesn't take a lot of work. So by the time I realize like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's too late because it didn't take long for me. I don't yeah. know. It's like, I don't know yeah. how to explain it. For me, I get I get I can get very impatient and. Just <laughs> irritated easily, um, you know. And I experienced that a lot with the kids. <laughs> it's a time I'm like in a bad mood, and I'll snap. Um, but I kind of want to focus on like the emotions of like pain, hurt, because as I said earlier, um, I ran away from those things a lot. Like I, I try to avoid dealing with the emotions of pain. Yeah, and We've talked about that. yeah, and the negative consequence of that is the fact that I'm not um, now as a 30 year old man. I struggle with experiencing the fullness of like uh, uh, of the opposite of those pains, which is like like really experiencing being present and, and loving in the moment. Because and, you're scared of showing it and being hurt. Yeah, That's yeah. Because I built these walls. So mm-hmm. I'm on my journey to like tearing down these walls and really allowing myself to experience these, uh, these emotions and being able to, um, you know, let tears come out of my eyes. And that's one of my things that I'm, <coughs> that I'm really working towards. And, um, uh, and so there's that battle. Mm-hmm. It's funny because we are a human being. And a spirit being. Mm-hmm. There's literally like two of us. Mm-hmm. Two people inside of us. And I like this Galatians scripture. It's uh, 5, 16 through 17. It says, but I say, walk by the spirit. So this is talking about walking in your spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So that your spirit and your flesh are two different beings within the same body. Mm-hmm. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. That's crazy when you think about it. Because you're f- literally having this fight. You know, a psychologist might call it split personality. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> But yeah, you're literally having these battles between your spirit, you know, and and your flesh. So in our spirit, we have to be able to command our emotions where we step back and we we operate out of that space that Susan talks about. So we we step back of our emotion and and have that control where we say, yeah, you know what? I like something Susan said. She was saying um, to use your emotions to make you the person you want to be. Don't let your emotions use you. Mm. So you're supposed to use your emotions. Uh, God gave us, and that was something too. She said was that God gave like our emotions. We all have we all have all these different emotions that God has given us for a reason. They they are adequate at certain times. You know what I mean. Uh, but it's how we respond to them that really changes the whole picture you know what i mean because yeah. it's like you're either gonna let your emotions use you or you're gonna use your emotions to 
signal off what are your core values. And she actually talked about ask yourself. She, she actually said, ask yourself, what did I do today that was worthwhile to discover the things that we value? So when you look back at your day, ask yourself, what did, what did you do today that really was like, like worthwhile to you? Like some, something that actually meant something to you. And then there you will find what you value. And then when you're having these emotions, you're going to be able to connect that to the values that you've already established. So let, let's say at the end of the day, you're like, oh, you know, I volunteered. So what does that say about what you value? You know, you value being selfless. You value being there for others. And so the next time that you have an emotion where you're upset, look back. Are you upset because maybe something someone said made you feel like they didn't value helping out others? They don't they don't like being there for others. They don't like being selfless, selfless. Maybe they're being selfish, you know, or like and then it teaches you like, okay, that just means that I value this, you know. And so I I think um what she, what she was talking about was just so good. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Um, so the questions that we that we were talking about, one was starting with your day with who do I want to be today? And yeah. Ending the day with what did I do today that was worthwhile? Yeah. So these questions, what they do, they help align your identity, mm-hmm. your emotions and your actions. Yeah. So it's a good practice to have. So, again, um, the name of the book is Emotional Agility by Susan David. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys can pick that up. Uh, and if you want, if you're interested in, in digging more into that, because uh, I, I definitely uh, I think I'm going to pick that book up uh, sometime in the near future because I want to study yeah. more uh, in fullness, um, the emotional side of, yeah. of our humanity. That was one thing too. like, don't hide your emotions. Like, it's very important, you know, like you just talked about how that was something you dealt with like hiding your emotions, pushing them aside. Like yeah. it's very important that we don't do that because then we'll walk around in life never knowing what we value and what triggers these emotions and how to deal with them, how to respond to them, how to teach others how to respond to them. Especially us, you and I as parents, it's like we're teaching our kids subconsciously yeah. uh, how to respond to certain situations and, and how to respond yeah. uh, to the emotions that they're feeling. So like, for example, for me being upset, like, Obviously, when I talk about me being upset, this is like I said, this is not an everyday thing. It's very like it takes a lot for me to be very angry. But like, like I said, I won't. I'll try not to say things in front of the kids or whatever. But, um, you know, like obviously, I'm sure they could tell by my demeanor. So it's very important. I keep myself on check about that too. Like, you know, like even if it's just my demeanor is showing, (laughs) uh, even if my demeanor is just showing how angry I am or upset I am, then my kids are gonna pick up like you know. Just let the whole world know how upset you are every single time, you know, instead of really asking myself those questions yeah. of like, okay, why am I feeling this? You know, what what triggered this, yeah. you know? And for the record, we have to apologize to our kids often. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we actually do. Um, That's something Daniel and I talked about, like, I think when Alana was probably like two or three years old because she started getting into this phase where she didn't like apologizing. And I told Daniel, you know what I said? I think we need to start apologizing a lot more to her so she realizes it she realizes how apologizing is not a bad thing it's actually a really good thing because it mends things you know and and um yeah and also as adults she sees that okay like they're adults but yeah. it's still like they're not yeah. perfect and yeah. they and they'll apologize when yeah. they do make mistakes yeah and even when like for example if i've gotten annoyed with you and i'll be like oh daniel like just leave me alone or something or i'll, I'll go to the room or something um i know that then afterwards, we make it a big point to be able to apologize in front of them to each other as well. Like, I'll apologize 
to Daniel in front of the kids and be like, I'm sorry, baby, you know, I was just really irritated because I had a rough day, you know, this and this happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll explain to him why, and the kids get to hear me. So that way, even, I don't, I'm obviously in front of the kids, I might yeah. not go into detail, but I'll just be like, you know, I had a rough day, yeah. a couple things happened, whatever. I'm sorry, though, it's not your fault, you know, and yeah. because of that, I apologize because I should not have been irritated with you or whatever. Yeah. And so they, and then I'll even sometimes apologize to them, even though it wasn't even with them. I'll be like, sorry guys, you know, mommy's just been really stressed lately or something, you know? Um, yeah. And they're very forgiving too. They are. Aliana's so cute. She's like, it's okay, mommy. That's okay. We all get upset, you know, or, you know, we all have bad days, mommy. That's okay. I forgive you. Like she's mm-hmm. very, but it's funny. I mean, she forgives me, but oh my goodness, when it comes to Daniel, I think you have a lot more days like that. Because obviously Daniel's really tired by the time he comes home from work. So I completely understand. Um, But it's really cute because she is so understanding of her dad. I mean, if Daniel, Daniel does not get upset every day. He's not like that either. And neither am I. But like if he would get upset every single day, Aliana would be the first one to be like, that's okay, daddy. You had a rough day. It's okay, daddy. Like there's been times where he's been so tired from work. He's taking a shower. And, like, he's laying in bed, and we usually put the kids to, uh, to bed together. And she'd be like, no, Daddy, it's okay. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, Daddy. Mommy could just pray with us. That's fine, Daddy. And she, I remember one time he was laying in bed, and she started wrapping him up. <laughs> she put a pillow for him to lay on. She was, like, spoiling her Daddy. It was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. I was just like, she just adores you. Oh, my God. She sure does. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's the uh, podcast <laughs> for today. Uh, thank you for spending time with us. We appreciate all your love and support. Yep. Uh, feel free to share the podcast on uh, social media, um, Spotify, Instagram. Um, you can actually share it directly from uh, Spotify to Instagram. Yeah. Uh, social media, Facebook, we're at We Live, Live Love, Discover. And send us some comments. Um, if you're on listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can uh, create a review. Uh, give a, a rating uh, on there. Hopefully we get a five-star rating. <laughs> and um, yeah, we appreciate all the love and support. On the Anchor app, you can actually leave an audio recording. And uh, we can feature that audio recording on, on one of our next podcasts. Yeah. Until next time, guys, live to the fullest, love unconditionally, and discover the best of your lives.